The following is a CJBT Productions podcast. This is the free version of Music History Today, the weekly edition podcast number 195. Three. This week we go over the news and charts and we make the case for putting OutKast into the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. A couple pieces of podcast business to get out of the way before we begin. The first is that I am doing both free and paid subscription podcasts. As for the free podcasts that you will still find on whatever podcasting platform that you're listening to me on right now, Apple, Google, SoundCloud, CastBox, whichever, I will still be doing the daily Music History Today podcast where I'll still go over the music history and birthdays for that particular date. Those podcasts will still be every day for the entire year and for years to come. I will also still be doing the weekly edition and the EDM podcasts for free. However, the free versions, like the one you're listening to me on right now, will only have the news, the charts, and the Hall of Fame segments. I'll explain why in about 30 seconds or so. There will also be a free Friday podcast that I will post every Friday, which will be a podcast highlight show where I take some segments from the past week's podcast along with giving you a preview of some upcoming podcasts. Now for the paid part. I now have OnlyFans and Patreon paid subscription pages. On the Patreon page, I have a couple of tiers at the moment. Tier 1 gives you the Music History Today daily podcast, the full versions of the weekly edition podcast, and the full version of the EDM podcast, which will both have the news, the charts, the Hall of Fame, the music reviews, the topic segments, in other words, the usual podcasts that you were getting before for free. I will also be adding a minimum of four extra podcasts per month on this particular tier, being Tier 1. Those podcasts on this tier will be the Top Albums Podcast, the Top Singles Podcast, and the Top Dance Songs Podcast, with each of those podcasts dropping one episode per month. The Music Halls of Fame Podcast, which used to be free and weekly, will now be moving to this tier and will be a monthly podcast. Tier 1 will cost $5 per month. There may also be another special podcast added for that tier. It depends on the month, just to even things out. But those four podcasts that I just mentioned are guaranteed each month. That's a minimum of 10 podcasts a week. 
with two podcasts dropping every Monday through Wednesday. One of those podcasts, of course, being the daily one. For Tier 2, you will get the Music History Today daily podcast, the full versions of the weekly edition and the EDM podcast, along with all of the other paid podcasts from Tier 1, along with a minimum of at least four additional podcasts per month for this tier only. Tier 2 is $10 per month, and it will actually be five podcasts per month. The additional podcasts on this tier are the Top Dance Songs by Decade podcast, the Award Show History podcast, and the Music and Concert Venues podcast. I am also adding another monthly podcast to this tier called the Music's WTF Moments podcast, where I look at some of the controversial, sad, and strange moments in music history. Each of those four podcasts will drop one episode per month. The Music History Today In-Depth podcast will no longer be part of the free lineup. It will be a paid podcast on this particular tier, but it will still be a weekly podcast. Much like Tier 1, it all depends on the month, but those five podcasts are guaranteed each month for Tier 2 only. That's a minimum of 12 podcasts a week, with two podcasts dropping every Monday through Friday most weeks, and that tier, again, is $10 per month. As far as the OnlyFans page goes, that is a $10 per month subscription, which will have all of the podcasts that I just mentioned because it is fashioned after the Tier 2 podcasts. So, if you have enjoyed my podcasts or you find value in the time and effort that I put into making them, then I hope that you will consider joining my Patreon or OnlyFans pages. I will post the links to all of that in the show notes. Time for the news. That's been a week, huh? Actually, it's been a month so far. We'll get to that later. Anyway, according to MRC Data, which used to be Nielsen Music, Canadian audio music consumption grew 6.5% in 2020. The most consumed album of 2020 was Pop Smoke, Shoot for the Stars, Aim for the Moon. The best-selling album was Taylor Swift's Folklore, and the most consumed song was St. John's Roses' Iman Beck Remix. The report also showed that people spent their COVID lockdown time the most with music, barely edging out playing video games, but far outpacing learning how to cook or watching movies online or binge-watching TV. In the UK, cassette sales doubled in 2020 to over 156,000 sold. That's kind of funny because I don't know a single person who actually owns a cassette deck who is under the age of 50. YouTube has launched a grant program to help black creators. JBL and culture creators are doing an historically black colleges and universities mentor program. 
The blame game continues as to who has denied EU musicians and their crews from going to the UK without work visas and vice versa. Great Britain blamed the European Union. Now the EU says that it was the Boris Johnson administration who said no to the plan. The Tories deny the report, as you would figure, and of course they say, liar, liar, pants on fire. The plan was to let artists go back and forth without visas for up to 90-day stays. UK Prime Minister Boris Johnson now says that he is going to meet with his MPs to try to resolve the visa situation for musicians. However, since clubs and concerts don't really exist right now, the UK government said they'll look at the situation in the near future. Whatever that means. Ryan Tedder from One Republic has sold a majority stake in his song catalog to KKR. Also in publishing rights news, after Lindsey Buckingham sold his music publishing rights to Hypnogenosis a couple of weeks ago, ex-Fleetwood Mac bandmates of his are also selling their publishing rights. Stevie Nicks sold hers to Primary Wave, while Mick Fleetwood sold his to BMG. Country singer Thomas Rhett has launched a Dos Primos Tequila brand. The K-pop group GOT7 have parted ways with JYP Entertainment after not agreeing upon a new contract. The 1975 have canceled all of their 2021 concert dates due to the uncertainty behind COVID and the variants. In Washington, D.C. riot news, the band Iced Earth released a statement condemning the riots as their guitarist, John Schaefer, was spotted in the riot photos and singer Stu Block tweeted, then deleted his support for the riots. Fans of the band are also demanding refunds after they gave money for a Kickstarter project that Schaefer had started a while back concerning a new book of his. Also, Ted Nugent has shockingly, not shockingly, said that the riots are the fault of Antifa and Black Lives Matter. For the record, neither group was there. They were far-right Trump supporters. That was it, dude. Meanwhile, according to reports, the concert app Eventbrite was used to organize people going to the rally despite efforts by the app to stop, quote, harmful misinformation, end quote, from getting through on the app. I believe that next week we will have a further discussion, if not an entire podcast, about music's role in both the riots and concerning the far-right movement as well. Music actually does play a huge part in that. I think we're going to do that. Rapper YFN Lucci has been accused of murder and assault in connection with two shootings in Atlanta. And there were, unfortunately, during a stressful week, three passings to pass along. Rest in peace to Marsha Zazula. Marsha and her husband, Johnny Z, co-founded Megaforce Records, the iconic record label that gave groups like Metallica, Anthrax, Overkill, and Testament their starts. Marsha passed away from cancer. Marsha Zazula was 68. 
Rest in peace to Tim Bogert. Tim was the basis for the legendary bands Vanilla Fudge, Cactus, and Beck. Tim's cause of death was not announced. Tim Bogert was 76. And rest in peace to the legendary Sylvain Sylvain. Sylvain was the co-founder of the iconic pop punk rock band, the New York Dolls. Sylvain passed away from cancer. Sylvain Sylvain was 69 years old. This week, we're going to look at the case for putting OutKast into the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. First, let's get past the whole rap doesn't belong in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame crap. Rap does belong, so let's move on from it. When you talk about Southern hip-hop, you can't just talk about it without talking about OutKast. They're the ones who put the Southern sound on the hip-hop map. What they did, which went beyond what even other Southern hip-hop artists did, was that they experimented with different sounds like R&B, funk, rock, jazz, and even a little EDM. In fact, they were one of the first hip-hop acts to embrace EDM and rave culture in their music. Their albums were always different and original. They haven't recorded together since the 2006 album Idlewind, and their heyday was between 1994 to 2003, but their influence on Southern hip-hop is immeasurable. They broke down the door for other Southern acts to follow. Now, if you want to get your feet wet, go with Big Boy and Dre Presents Outkast. If you want a deep dive, then go with their Grammy Award-winning album Speaker Box, The Love Below, also Aquamini, and Stankophilia. As to whether OutKast belongs in a Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, the answer is absolutely yes. Two of their albums are on Rolling Stone Magazine's 500 Greatest Albums of All Time list. You would think that alone should get them in. You would also think being the standard bearer for Southern hip-hop would get them in. Yet, they probably won't get in without winning a fan vote. The reason? Same reason as the first sentence I stated. It's hip-hop. The Hall members don't put that many acts in, even the ones who should obviously get in. And for that reason, without the fan vote, I'm not so sure that they're going to get in in the next few years. Although they absolutely, positively deserve to be in. This part of the podcast is brought to you by Taylor Swift and Olivia Rodrigo. Why? Because I'm going to be mentioning them a lot. An awful lot. Starting off with Billboard magazine, as always. Billboard's top album is Taylor Swift, Evermore. 
top single, 24 karat golden and Ian Dior's mood. Expect that to change to Olivia Rodrigo next week. Top artist, Taylor Swift. Top social media artist, BTS. Top streaming song, 24 karat golden and Ian Dior's mood, which also happens to be the top radio song. Justin Bieber's Anyone is the top digital sales song. Taylor Swift's Evermore is the top sales album and the top current sales album. Top catalog sales album is Queen's Greatest Hits. Top independent album, Bad Bunny, El Ultimo Tour del Mundo. And Harry Styles' Fine Line is the top vinyl album. Top pop song is Ariana Grande's Positions. Top adult contemporary song is The Weeknd's Blinding Lights. And top adult pop song is Ava Max's Kings and Queens. On the country chart, the top album is Luke Combs' is What You See Is What You Get. Top country song for yet another week is Gabby Barrett's I Hope. Top streaming song, Luke Combs' is Forever After All. And top digital sales song is Mitch Russell's 2020. And before I continue, please note there are no more Christmas songs or albums that are going to make the chart. That is all over with now. So there you go. Moving on to the rock charts. Top rock song, 24 Karat Golden and Ian Dior's Mood. Top rock album, Miley Cyrus's Plastic Hearts. Top rock streaming song, Machine Gun Kelly and Black Bear with My Ex's Best Friend. Top rock digital sales song is AJR's Bang. Top mainstream rock song is Foo Fighters' Shame Shame. Top hard rock album is Queen's Greatest Hits. Top hard rock song is Five Finger Death Punches, A Little Bit Off. Top hard rock streaming song is Queen's Bohemian Rhapsody. And top hard rock digital sales song is ACDC's Thunderstruck. On the alternative charts, top alternative song and top alternative streaming song is 24 Karat Golden and Ian Dior's Mood. Top alternative digital sales song is AJR's Bang. Taylor Swift's Evermore is top alternative album. And the top adult alternative song is Camp, C-A-A-M-P, with Officer of Love. On the rap charts... Top rap song, top rap streaming song, 24 Karat Golden and Ian Dior's Mood. Top rap album, Little Dirk, or Lil Dirk, with The Voice. Top rap st- digital sales song is Megan Thee Stallion's Body. On the R&B charts, top R&B song, The Weeknd's Blinding Lights, which also happens to be the top R&B digital sales song. Top R&B album is The Weeknd's After Hours. Top R&B streaming song is SZA's Good Days. Top adult R&B song is Chris Brown and Young Thug's Go Crazy. And the top mainstream R&B rap song is Janae Aiko and Her with BS. Top global song with or without the United States' figures is BTS's Dynamite. On the Latin charts, top Latin song, top Latin streaming song, Bad Bunny and Jay Cortez with Da Kitty. Top Latin album is Bad Bunny's El Ultimo Tour del Mundo. Top Latin digital sales song is Maluma and The Weeknd's Hawaii. And the top Latin pop album is Selena's Ones. 
on the Canadian charts. Top Canadian song, 24 Karat Golden and Ian Dior's Mood. Top Canadian album, Taylor Swift's Evermore. Top Canadian digital sales song, Justin Bieber's Anyone. Top song in Japan, Lisa's Hamura. Top K-pop song in Korea, South Korea that is, BTS's Dynamite. On the UK charts, top UK song, Little Mix, Sweet Melody, which also happens to be the top UK digital sales song. Top UK album, Taylor Swift's Evermore. And top Euro digital sales song is Vasco Rossi with Una Canción d'Amore Batuta Via. I have yet to listen to that song. I should listen to it. If you are wondering why we never do the EDM and dance charts on here, that's because we cover that on the EDM podcast, which drops every Tuesday at 5 a.m. Eastern Standard Time. That is 4 a.m. Chicago Time, 2 a.m. L.A. Time, 10 a.m. London Time, 11 a.m. Paris, and High Noon in Moscow. Onward. Apple, top album. Morgan Whalen, Dangerous, the double album. Top Apple single, Olivia Rodrigo, Driver's License. And here's where the Olivia Rodrigo starts kicking in. iHeartRadio's top song is Ariana Grande's Position. Spotify's top global streaming, top American streaming, and top UK streaming song is the aforementioned Olivia Rodrigo with Driver's License. That also happens to be YouTube America's top song and top music video, and also the UK's top song and top music video on YouTube, Olivia Rodrigo's Driver's License. Told you I would be saying it a lot. Globally, though, it's different. Top song and top music video is for yet another week, Ranuka Panwar and MJ with 52 Gaj Ka Daman. Uh, that would be a Bollywood type of Desi thing, I believe. The HitsDailyDouble.com top album is Morgan Whalen's Dangerous, the double album. On the Hits song revenue chart, finally back after a couple weeks off, Justin Bieber's Anyone made $143,720 U.S. with weekly sales revenue of $20,020 and a streaming revenue of $73,130. And I believe that is all having to do with British, uh, or in Great Britain, I should say. That's not an American chart. By comparison, though, last week's number one over in Great Britain, which was Mariah Carey's All I Want for Christmas is You, because, of course, it was the Christmas season, made almost as much money. On the Shazam charts, top U.S. single, Justin Bieber and Benny Blanco's Lonely, top U.K. single was Ed Sheeran's Afterglow. BBC One Radio's top single is Shane Codd's Get Out My Head. BBC Two Radio's top single is Lola Hendricks, or Lola Lennox, I should say, with La La Love Me. On the Rolling Stone magazine charts, Olivia Rodrigo's Driver's License is number one, at least in terms of songs. That had 30.1 million streams last week. Top album was Morgan Whalen's Dangerous the Double Album. 
top streamed artist was Morgan Whalen with 146.9 million streams. Top trending song was Erica Banks with Bus It. And the top breakthrough artist for December, according to Rolling Stone magazine, was Vori. This upcoming week, you will get new releases, as long as everything holds true, from James Yorkston and the Secondhand Orchestra, Kiwi Jr., Lande Hecht, Reese, Steve Hackett, The Conductor, and TRZTN. And that is it for Music History Today, the weekly edition podcast number 193. Thanks for listening. Audio engineering and editing, video editing, writing, narration, catering, basically everything is done by yours truly. You can find us on our website at cjbtproductions.com. Our podcast is on all of your favorite podcast providers, such as Apple Music, Google Podcasts, CastBox, etc., etc. Look for them all under Music History Today when you search for us there. If you would like to support this podcast... Our paid OnlyFans can be found at OnlyFans.com backslash Music History Today. And our Patreon can be found at Patreon.com backslash Music History Today. We are also on Twitter at Music History Day. And you can find us on YouTube and Spotify. Just search for us under Music History Today. Thanks for listening. Music